Welcome to Conversations from the Edge of Consciousness. I'm your host, Christine Madeira. For me, and possibly for you, the inner world of consciousness has always been much more real and way more fun than the so-called real material world. Growing up, I thought I was alone in this, but I'm not. There are a lot of us, and far too many have no one to talk to who shares this experience. I've been lucky to cultivate a community of friends who love to talk about the energies, ideas, and vibrations that are pushing the edges of our own consciousness, as well as our collective consciousness. In Conversations from the Edge, we share our conversations with you. Welcome to Conversations from the Edge. This is your host, Christine Madera, and I am really excited to be here for our first conversation with Linda Lang. Now, Linda is, oh man, she's got so many gifts and is such a wonderful healer and transformational magician and, um, it, and does this in so many ways that I'm going to let her talk about this. But um, I met Linda, we were in the same Facebook group uh, several years ago, and I ran a, you know, a video, a video a day challenge, and she was in that challenge, and I was so impressed with her um, at the time, and then we were kind of um, working in the same circles, but never really connecting that much, and we connected again recently, and um, she's just got a lot of magic to share, so I wanted to bring her in. So, Linda, thank you for being here with us. It's absolutely my pleasure, Christine, and I love that you use the word magic because really that's one of my keywords. I love magic. I believe it happens all the time. It's mm -hmm. natural. And if we are open to allowing it, we, we attract more. We have more synchronicity. We get to play and love our life more. So that's really part of my goal, doing transformational work with people to help them remember you know, the magic that lives inside themselves. You know, I think that's great because when we're in touch with our own magic, like everything happens. Everything happens naturally, yes. easily, and you just have to kind of go with the flow and have a fantastic experience while you're here. And isn't that really the dream? It is the dream. And so <laughs> many of us get lost, uh, you know, so many, so many, we get bogged down with you know, problems and perceptions of things. Mm -hmm. that and how get. things are supposed to be and why aren't they that way and all, all kinds of like things that really just squelch the magic. Yeah, absolutely. And when we can start letting go of some of those beliefs and some of those old emotions, then, you know, our natural light starts to shine through again. We get to find that heart that lives in wonder and awe mm -hmm. of life. Yeah. And that really is what you need to, to live your magic. Exactly. And that's something, you know, I have a very interesting life. I mm -hmm. totally love my life and who I am and the magic that I've invited into my life through challenge and through overcoming challenge through doing my own clearing work and healing work and being willing to look at things from a different perspective. And so that's one of the gifts I get to bring in my work is being able to hold that place because I've done that journey. You know, I have the wisdom 
mm-hmm. of traversing and knowing how to, you know, have cooperation from my unconscious mind and my higher self, knowing how to tune into the messages, knowing when something's in resonance and when something isn't, and knowing when something's baggage and time to do the clearing work. And um, speaking of that clearing work, you've got this new and exciting product kind of clearing work that you're doing that I think is really significant right now because, um, you know, as things are changing, our bodies are changing. And in order for our bodies to change, our DNA is actually changing. And you have a process that you do um, that's really just coming, you know, coming into fruition now around DNA transformation. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's great fun. Great fun. I work with a um, a team of master healers in spirit, mm-hmm. and they give me fantastic ideas and suggestions. And they actually gave me this little three-part process for an issue I was dealing with personally to help me kind of really, really clear it out completely. Mm-hmm. And it worked so well that, I mean, I just couldn't believe it. So, you know, I've started to work with clients and do a little um, uh, guinea pig test testing with it. Mm-hmm. And I've had fantastic results. It wasn't called DNA transformation until I was actually doing it with a uh, couple in Australia. Because I wanted to see if it would work more than one person at a time. And I was calling it the three-part process. And I just thought to myself, oh, I need a better name. (laughs) The three-part process. And then I hear DNA transformation. I'm like, okay, this is it, really, because that's really the third part of it. Mm -hmm. So in this process, what we do is we energetically um, remove the emotion and the memory of the emotion that's stored in the heart. And the second part is removing the thought worm that exists on the mental level. Mm -hmm. And then the third part is removing the program or the pattern from the unconscious. And it's actually the the energy part is pretty quick. Mm -hmm. But there's quite a bit of integration uh, be, between the parts and then and then afterwards. I know even for myself, it worked so wonderfully when I did it on myself. I'm like, oh, great. I'll do, I'll do another one. You know, my guys are like, no, no, no. You <laughs> rest. <laughs> well, and it may be that, you know, as we get used to these things, you know, like, like old time energy work, you know, when we had to make a transformation, it would take a long time to do one little thing. And then now that people are much more um, able to integrate energy, it's, it's much faster. So maybe, you know, down the road as we're all more able to shift DNA and, and integrate faster, that this might become a faster process generally. Um, but it does take a while for those things, you know, for our bodies and our energy systems to get used to um, change and integration. Oh, absolutely. And especially when you know, it's on so many levels that yeah. we're healing. Well, and so this is one of those things. It's so interesting in medicine that they're talking about, you know, repairing DNA and repairing genetics and, and all of these things. But they're also finding out 
that um, emotional patterns in families are DNA based. And so I wonder, you know, when they do the DNA repair work from a medical perspective and a genetic perspective without actually dealing with the underlying emotional issue, does that, does it end up just reverting back to the damaged DNA or, you know, like it seems to me that your process of doing all three really completes it where this idea that, oh, we'll just snip and slice and, and dice and do this and then voila, it's all, it's all great. Like that's not quite so, um, not quite as easy and seamless as it seems. Well, it, it, it does make you wonder if that issue will show up in a different way, mm-hmm. maybe in a different thread of DNA. Yeah, or yeah, because like you, t- you know, in in things when you look at the energies underneath somebody's maybe cancer journey or something, if you can you can eradicate the cancer medically, but if you don't deal with some of the underlying issues that uh, that began to create that then oftentimes that will come back in other ways. So I wonder how that, how that works um, with DNA, which is one reason I really like your process because it seems to me that it's just so, it gets every level of it. Well, I'd rather like it too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what are some of the things that people would need um, like to so think about, because you talk about the um, the emotional aspect of this, and then the thought worm, and I think you know that's that's not we we think about thoughts, and we think about emotions, but we don't necessarily think about the way that they're connected. Um, so, from your perspective, how does this work together, um, the emotions and the thought processes, um, to hold this DNA like misalignment in place? Well, I think. I think that our emotions are created from our thoughts that we have very, very, you know, can be unconscious thoughts, instantaneous thoughts that affect us emotionally. So if you think of the emotion as one level, the thought underneath that, but underneath that thought, there's an energy pattern. Mm-hmm. that created the thought in the first place. So it, it really makes sense to me that we have this three-layer uh, process going on. It's kind of like we're doing it in reverse from how it was created. So what kinds of things would people need to understand in order to understand kind of the fundamentals of this kind of shift or this kind of healing? Well, typically when I work with people, I ask them to tune in to the physiological sensations that their unconscious mind is showing them through their body so that they can kind of connect with the emotion or the thought or whatever we're working on. Now, this Mm -hmm. can look like heaviness or constriction or tingles or pain um, sometimes the unconscious mind will will give you symbols instead of physiological mm-hmm. uh, experiences. So it really depends on how you're hardwired. But the thing is, when we're doing the emotional level, you can't be thinking about it. You can't be thinking, oh, I wonder what this emotion is. Oh, I remember having that. You know, <laughs> then you're on the mental level. You're not right. on the emotional right. level, right? Yeah. So that's pretty important. The second mm-hmm thing that I'd have to say about that, which may be more important even, is that you have to really be willing to let it go. Because if 
if yeah. you really aren't, there is no healer that can help you to release it if you're not willing to let it go. You are the master of your experience. Mm -hmm. it, you're right. It is all what you're willing to allow to happen within you. And I know from my personal experience that uh, what I think, you know, in my mental processes is happening is not always what's actually happening. There are a lot of layers to being willing and and it can be part of you is willing and part of you is still holding mm -hmm. on you know it's protecting yeah. you or maybe it's even punishing you maybe you feel justified in holding on to you know some negative emotion or or belief but it's really not going to serve you in the long run but what I would like to say about all of this, Christine, is that mm -hmm. in, in this process, what seems to be really interesting is that because we're also working at the level, uh, the energetic level underneath those thoughts and beliefs and emotions, mm -hmm. that they can automatically change. Yes, so you when have you a do it. Yeah. Totally different perspective. The other thing that I've seen happen is that um, people have a self-awareness when they're in that place of choice and then they can choose, am I going to do the same old behavior that got me mm -hmm. you know, into that trouble or I could do this other behavior, which is totally different. And that's something that they haven't ever had before because they've been yeah. in reaction. So speaking of that, let's play with your process a little bit because since our conversation prior to this, um, before we got on, on, on our recording, you know, I was sharing something with you and you had said, well, you don't really believe that. And I, since that moment have had this very present sensation in my body, which is how I experience things in my energy system and in my emotional system is through this sensation. So I don't know if it resonates with you to do a little play with that and to see um, maybe the first part of your process about how to begin to shift some of that out. Well, I absolutely love to play. And the more I play, the more I learn and grow. Me too. And the, the more becomes available. So absolutely, let's go ahead and play. So would you like to give us just a little bit, do you have any kind of inkling about what the topic is or what it's about? I was working on that, like a unifying energy that I wanted to move forward with in my life. And, and the energy was encapsulated in a kind of affirmation, which was thank you that I thrive in harmony with my highest good and my highest purpose. And, you know, your immediate comment was, well, you know, you don't believe that. And I was like, surely I believe that. But my body, you know, immediately seized up. And so there, you know, it is something I aspire to, but I, I, I mean, truly, I don't fully um, believe it, obviously, and or my life would be a little bit different than it is now. But it was something, it's a direction that I was moving. And, um, but I still have a lot of either barriers or resistance or, you know, some other kind of blockages around that. Yeah, definitely, because I can feel it again. I should also <laughs> say that I, I'm an empath, but I'm not necessarily an emotional empath that would, you know, pick up your sadness and feel sad for you. 
I like to distinguish how I sense energy more as an energy impasse so that mm-hmm. I can feel things in my energy system. Like if you have a blocked chakra or a, you know, a weight or I can feel the energy zinging um, mm-hmm. where it's working on. So that's, it's a great diagnostic tool or a yeah. tool to assist in your healing work. That's for sure. And so there definitely is some misalignment with mm-hmm. your um, intention and with the energy signature that you are broadcasting. So can you tell me that affirmation once more? Thank you that I thrive in harmony with my highest good and my highest purpose. Well, I'll tell you right now that you have less resonance with my highest purpose. Right. I can, I could totally agree with that one. Okay. And so if you tune into the emotion of that statement, I sense things. I'm very um, sensation oriented. So I will get sensation, but I won't necessarily get information about that sensation so i can share with you what i'm experiencing um and we'll we'll, we'll just play with it and see how it goes from there but when i said purpose i felt it down on the the lower right side of my belly where i'm feeling the whole sensation all over from my throat all the way down to my belly both sides in the front of my heart but that purpose piece was right down you know kind of like right where the appendix would be (laughs) And the surrounding areas around there, and it feels different. Um, the rest feels like this, like it's clenched, and that feels like it's um, bubbling. So, are, are you? You're able. I, it sounds like you're able to really hold that as a package and feel the energy mm-hmm. of that. And again, it's not the thinking that right. we're focusing yeah. on; it's the emotion. And the reaction inside your energy system, thinking of the emotion. So just tune in to the opposite of that. What if you don't thrive in harmony? What if it isn't for your highest good or your highest purpose? And just feel your energetic reaction to that. It moves up. So the belly kind of... becomes less sensation and it comes up into my heart and more than the heart and the chest area and a little bit of the throat, but it's a, it's, um, I actually feel it also a little bit behind the eyes, like it's affecting how you see things. Yeah. And that's actually been a a long-term thing that I've been working with. Um, so I feel that most of the time. Um, but yes, that would be accurate. So very interesting. So, are you willing to let it go? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm asking for your conscious From, permission. Oh, my conscious, my conscious. Yeah, absolutely. Conscious yeah. permission. I'm all there. Let's do it. So I thrive in harmony with my highest good and my highest purpose. And just allow whatever emotions are associated with that statement and that energetic reaction, just allow it to well up. Just allow your unconscious mind to show you through your body sensations or through any images that flash through your mind. And I want you to just really focus on 
how it feels, how intense it is. It's, it'll be kind of a discomfort. And when you feel like you have a really good sense of it, then you let me know and I'm going to send one uh, um, energy symbol to release okay. it. While we're doing it, Christine, I want you mm -hmm. to really focus, keep your focus on the energy and just be very present with it until it shifts. Okay, I'm okay. ready. You ready? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. This can take a few moments, so just really be present with it. Okay. One of the things when I was talking with Miche that we were talking about what's happening now is, is um, the being able to feel and hear my synapses in my brain popping. And uh, so they're popping in different areas than they normally do. When you really are uh, tuned into your body and the energy of your body and the shifts, you can feel places you've never really even thought about <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's just totally amazing. The um, energy channel between the two of us is complete, but the, the energy is intelligent, right? So it still um, can't be working away. As I was tuning in, it was, it was quite interesting. And I mean, it goes all over the place and I can't possibly, you know, keep track of everything. But I remember mm -hmm. very clearly uh, it being in the... Um, the jaw bones, and then up through all the layers of the uh, epidermis on the face. And typically when that happens, it's mm -hmm. releasing um, shame in the jaw and, uh -huh. the chin. and through the skin, it's typically self-worth issues or, mm -hmm. you know, how you see yourself. And it can be old, 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 old stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you tune into your body now, can you feel how there's more space through, it's like through the rib cage, especially around the heart chakra? Yeah. And there's a lot of energy flowing through the heart chakra. Yeah. yeah. And that's one level. Typically when I work with people, we end up having a little chat because I have to wait until I hear um, that it's time to do the second level because there's a process to this whole experience of DNA transformation that I'm not privy to because mm -hmm. it's my guides and the energy that I'm working with. Well, let's talk then until you're, as you're waiting for that signal, because this is something that I find really prevalent is that when you, when you want something, you just force your way to get it. We did one thing. Well, then, then obviously we move on to the next one. But there's a process within, within life and within the energy field and within a body that, that needs to integrate before you do the next piece. And I think that's one reason why, you know, when people start getting into to energy work, that their experience of things is that they shift amazingly, but then it shifts back because they haven't done the integration piece in between. And so nothing's really able to hold for that longer period of time because you, there's not the, the level of integration to be able to, to maintain that, that shift. So um, what's your perspective on that? Well, that does happen. That does happen. And sometimes 
um, it's also just another layer of the onion that's coming up. You know, the unconscious is only willing to let go of so much until you develop a really good um, rapport with your unconscious mind, right? Yes. Your, your unconscious is holding all this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. ultimately to protect you. So it's not going to just get rid of everything um, immediately one time. So no, and that and that forcing, like the conscious forcing of your subconscious, works against developing that rapport. Oh, absolutely, and. You know, one of the first energy modalities I studied was body talk. And back in those days when they trained, we always asked the innate intelligence what the priority was. Because from our very limited perspective, you know, we're seeing the effect of the priority. Right. There could be how many layers of things also... Mm -hmm. um, that are involved or impacted, or maybe there's an even bigger problem that that person isn't aware of, that the innate needs to uh, realign and reestablish proper communication in order to heal. I mean, really, you know, we think we we are almost godlike in our intelligence and, (laughs) and, you know, our ability to manifest and create and you know yes we are Mm -hmm. and we're also very much like young naive children that don't know the whole story yes yes and i you know when you were talking about the the various layers and things some of those layers are ones that that we often don't really want to look at like you brought up shame And that's one, you know, for years and years, I'd hear about shame. Like I heard Brene Brown talk about shame. And I thought, well, it's a good thing I don't have any shame. (laughs) And then I, then it was a, it, it was presented to me in a different way. And I thought, oh, that's what shame is. And I was finding that. And, you know, one of the ways that, that it's defined is, you know, like guilt is that you did something wrong and shame is that you are wrong and, or you are bad or whatever that happens to be. And that's such a, a, hard energy to own that that either you've taken it on from somebody else who has judged you or that you've you've created that in yourself you learned it through your ancestral line or whatever it happened to be but it's one that's a, it's a common emotion or a common energy for everybody that it's some some place somewhere we've decided in some aspect that that we are um that we are wrong in one way or another. And that's a really difficult energy to come to terms with, uh, but it's a critical one in order to, to move through the layers. And it's something that, you know, so many people, like I'd say probably most, if not all people have it, even if it was just mm-hmm. from, you know, an incident in school or, mm-hmm. you know, you did something and, you know, one of your parents, kind of freaked out and you felt oh my god you know i i'm unworthy or you know i'm not good enough or i'm not lovable or Mm -hmm. any of those um offshoots of of shame maybe you didn't you know stay in that energy for your whole life but it doesn't mean to say it didn't impact you yeah, or isn't connected to lots of other things that are that are of similar resonance. You know where I I 
found shame a lot, which in my hypnosis with people, uh, when we did regressions and things is, is very young children. Um, when, when parents were, you know, not being the best parents that they could be, there was the choice basically inside that either the parent was wrong or uncaring or neglectful or abusive or in some other way harming to you, which is almost, if you're a very, very young child to the idea that a parent, the person who's in charge of taking care of you is somehow like wrong or deficient or mean or neglectful is terrifying. And it's much easier to make the decision that there's something wrong with you. And I found that quite a bit, um, in surprising ways coming up in regressions when I was doing doing really young work with people that oftentimes there was a layer of shame in trying to make the world okay by making themselves wrong because they could manage themselves being wrong as long as everything that was there to protect them um, was okay. And you have to remember too that you know when we're young, especially our generation, there was a lot of programming done about, you know, being a good little girl and a good little Oh my girl. gosh. Yes. You know, okay. So all of a sudden things don't work out. I guess I'm not a good little girl or a good little boy as the case may be for whoever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. It's not a really healthy way to encourage people to be who they are when we carry all this baggage and no it's not even you know our parents or teachers fault because they had even more Mm -hmm. baggage and more baggage and it's so nice to see as the generations you know continue that you know there is a big shift in how children are raised and how uh, schools uh, interact with kids so so how are you feeling now feeling pretty good yeah. I still have, you know, I, I get this um, wave in my body as things are integrating and it's been waving, you know, since then, but it's, it's in a freer wave than it was when we were first starting. Mm, how nice, how nice. And I would say that even for people who don't um, typically have these sensations, from what I've seen is that just about everybody feels the energy working. I did have one fellow who couldn't tell Mm -hmm. Uh, while we were doing this session and I, and it was kind of experimental. And I said, well, you let me know. And he sent me an email the next day and he was working on, um, uh, colleague, a work colleague relationship. Mm-hmm. And he sent me this email saying, wow, he's so different. He changed. He's not <laughs> negative anymore. And he's treating me nice. And I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah. It's all about him. Apparently, you don't have to be able to feel the energy shifting. In no, and I think it's a lot of pressure to feel like you, you need to. Because I had people that they experience things in many, many different ways. And, and I know for me, like people will say, envision or see, and I don't really see. And so I can experience things in a different way, but I also can have to translate that for myself. So um, some people are, are good, very good at inner vision, and that's that's just not my thing. So not everybody experiences the same thing in the same way. Exactly. I do think that we can all learn how to feel because mm-hmm. we all have bodies. But most people spend so much time thinking yeah, or over-emoting that they totally miss the signals their body gives them. And it can be a hard thing. I know I was very disconnected from my body and, and 
it was pretty uncomfortable in the beginning to to tune in and start feeling what my body was communicating because um, it often does contain some discomfort oftentimes and to be to become comfortable with the discomfort you know emotional discomfort mental discomfort physical discomfort for me has been really critical to being able to do effective energy work okay you feel pretty good yeah i do feel pretty good (laughs) from this end yeah so let's think about your intention again all right i thrive in harmony with my highest good and my highest purpose All right. So do you feel like you're ready for level two? Yes, let's do this. Okay. So this is the mental level, the thought worm, the thought, the insidious thoughts underneath the emotion, which quite often are unconscious. They might come up into our conscious awareness at times, but they're running unconsciously. Mm -hmm. So... Let's go back to the affirmation. I thrive in harmony with my highest good and my highest purpose. And this time I want you to tune into the energy of the thoughts that are misaligned with that intention. That the thoughts, all the thoughts that you've thought that have not been in harmony with that intention. And we're going to just... Send another simple symbol to release it. We're going to ask the unconscious mind to keep all the teachings that you've learned Mm -hmm. through these experiences. All right. So I want you to tune in to how your body feels as I send the energy to let it go. Okay. Okay. And coming in waves and then adjusting and then quiet and then waves. Well, I'm having that same wave thing, but this time it's up in from the base of the neck through up Mm -hmm. top of the spine into the brain and lots of popping of the synapses. It's fascinating, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. The bodies are so much fun when we pay attention to them. Totally. For me, it's very interesting because a lot of brain stuff going on deep, deep, deep in the center, even where the uh, pineal and pituitary glands are. And then, you know, it would quieten down. And then I'd feel it like at the back of the head, just like behind the crown chakra. And then I'd feel it um, in the chest, in the actual bones, right? The rib cage. Oh, interesting. At the front. And then I would feel it, you know, in the throat and, and moving. <laughs> and, uh, it's just like, it really is a worm. Like, it's like traveling all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, it totally is. Because those things, they lodge in the body. Yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting. It's great fun playing with you, Christine. <laughs> well, vice versa. Thank you very much. Because I, you know, the I love, one of the things I love the most in life is the experience of energy shifting and moving. And, you know, I do a lot of that work for myself, but it's always such a gift when I'm able to be led by somebody else's just magnificent gifts, because then it's just a whole different experience. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, it's lovely to be able to do work like this on yourself, but it's 
so lovely just to be able to let go mm -hmm. and let someone else facilitate. It's just, yeah, because then you can really you can really receive it and, and not have to go back and forth between any kind of conscious work and, and uh, the energy. Just like uh, in hypnosis or shamanic journeys, you know, you can do it for yourself, but you can go so much deeper when you don't have to have that conscious awareness. So I've been doing a lot with my pineal and pituitary glands. Um, Dr. Joe Dispenza has had, I've listened to one of his programs and he talks, there's this whole process where he has people go through this whole thing to squeeze their pineal gland. And I discovered I could do it without going through all the rigmarole. And then he started talking about the pituitary gland just briefly. And I, you know, found out where it was. And I thought, I wonder what happened if I squeezed that? Because you, you couldn't go through the same process, but I could use the same intentional energy to <laughs> squeeze the pituitary gland. And all of a sudden, like my whole brain, crown chakra, third eye chakra began to um, do all kinds of really interesting things. It's very activating. Yeah, very, very, very interesting. And you, you can. You can tune into any body part. Mm-hmm. Even without knowing consciously where it, where it is, like I've gotten, so I can just ask, like as long as I know that there's a name for it, you know, if, if whether it's like a, a gland in the brain or something, I can energetically tune into where that is. And I think there's a, a, a lot that we can do when we're able to um, sit with different parts of ourselves that we don't normally think about. Because, you know, things that are quite interior, uh, we don't necessarily have as part of our map of ourselves. And it's great fun just asking your body mm -hmm. to show you. Well, the brain too. I mean, I've had the head injuries and various things. So there's, there's, well, there's been a lot going on in my brain for quite some time mm -hmm. um, of, of repatterning work. It's doing, it does its own repatterning work. It's, it's really amazing that, you know, I just sort of allow it to do what it wants to do. And the repatterning that happens um, with that brain work has just been, um, really powerful and nothing that I'm, I'm necessarily intentionally or consciously doing. I'm just sort of holding that intention that whatever needs to happen happens. And you know, what happens can be really um, amazing and surprising. Yeah. Especially when you're open to just allowing it to do what it needs to do. Yeah. And that's, that's, I have found um, sometimes the hardest part. I think that's probably true for most people. I think we're so trained that we have to consciously control everything with the subtext of if we don't consciously control it, something bad might happen. And so letting go of that, that thought form or thought worm that, you know, that something your body is not trustworthy and that when you let it do its own thing, you know, something horrible is going to happen, your arm's going to fall off or something. Um, and trusting that your body, you know, its prime directive is to keep you alive and to help you, you know, become, be healthy and to let it do its job without interference and learn to trust that is a great gift to give to yourself. Mm, absolutely. So how are you feeling now? I'm feeling great. Awesome. Think about your intention. I thrive in harmony with my highest good and my highest purpose. Definitely more resonance, which makes it a whole lot easier to create. Yes. Yes, because you, I know for me, if I'm not in resonance with something, I can, I can do, do, do and take action and make plans and all kinds of stuff. But if I don't resonate with what it is that I'm wanting to create, it's not going to happen. 
It's paddling upstream as it really is. Yeah. Right. And paddling upstream is actually, you know, what we're trained to do. Because life is hard and then you die. Not that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're lazy if you just cruise downstream. Yeah. Feels like the head is a little tired. There's still some integrating going on, but it's okay. you might be almost reaching your uh, saturation point, perhaps. Your head feels pretty quiet to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great, I think. Well, it is, and that's that's been since I've had my concussion. That is more my normal state of quietness mm-hmm. in my head. Um, you know, for so long I couldn't intentionally think I couldn't hold on to a th- I, it's not that I couldn't hold on to a thought because they were escaping me I couldn't hold on to a thought because it hurt my head and so I've learned to be just more quiet in my in my thoughts and when I notice thoughts that are just repetitive or that are just sort of that that um, narration of what's happening in life like as if I wouldn't know what's happening unless I'm telling myself what's happening you know, I just like stop it because it's just not, it's, it's not helpful. Um, and I've gotten much better at being able to do that since I had such a long period of time where that was this constant lesson for me that uh, thought would hurt. And so I just couldn't think I, I could be in awareness. I could be watching everything. I could be in that state of allowing, but I couldn't be in resistance. I couldn't be in um, thinking. And I couldn't be in that, um, you know, that self-reflection that, that activated the um, conditioning of the brain. And a blessing in disguise, really. Oh, my gosh. That wasn't even disguise. It was, <laughs> it was just a blessing out and out in so many ways. So I'm just tuning in now, and I'm feeling the front of the heart chakra now just opening, just beautiful. Like the back's been open for a while, which is... Lovely, but now that front is... Yeah, the front, I'm feeling it too. So I'm just tuning in now, Christine, and just asking, and they're telling me that, yeah, we're not going to be able to do the third part today, but (laughs) you are going to let this sit. But you have a taste of it. You have a taste of how this works. I do have a taste of this. Okay, very nice. Mm -hmm. All right, well, and hopefully our listeners will... will, um, be able to appreciate what, what this is and the process that it goes into doing true DNA reformatting and repatterning um, rather than just trying a quick, quick fix, you know, take a pill, whatever, you know, the new fad is to try to um, shift and change our DNA patterns. Yeah, you know, and I, I rather personally prefer energy work that I can feel. Oh, me too. Because everything then it becomes so um, conceptual. Well, conceptual, but also unique to you. You know, when you look for something outside yourself to fix you, you know, it's kind of a one size fits all, um, which is not how the body works. And so when you're able to feel it and let it move in its own way, then you get the fix that's best for you. Lovely. All right. So um, I thank you for this. This has been really lovely. And can you tell people or share with people 
um, how they might find out more about you or reach you. And, and I'll just remind everybody that you can always go to conversationsfromtheedge.net and I'll have links there. But, it, but if people wanted to just jump on directly to find you, how would they do that? Yeah, absolutely, Christine. My website is thoughtchange.com. They can find me on Facebook as Thought Change or LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Thought Change123 uh, on Instagram and Thought Change1 on Twitter. I also have a podcast called Exploring the Mystical Side of Life mm-hmm. that we get to explore and play with all kinds of fascinating topics and you'll be on my podcast as well. So that's great fun. And Mm -hmm. that's on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher, and on Facebook as well. And certainly anyone can always pop me an email at lynda at thoughtchange.com. All right. Well, thank you so much, Linda. It has been a real pleasure. And I'm looking forward to our next conversation, which hopefully will be sometime in the not too distant future. And I look forward to having a little bit of feedback from you how things shift because you know when you shift on the inside all kinds of things can kind of change reactions can be different opportunities can come or absolutely so i'll be curious to see what happens in all right we'll talk about that at some point and uh, follow up on this so that people can can track um, how this works fantastic all right i'll talk with you again soon thank you so much thank you This is your host, Christine Madeira. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation from the edge of consciousness. You can find all our conversations at conversationsfromtheedge.net. You'll also find links to schedule a private conversation with me or any of my friends, as well as tools to help you expand your own consciousness and explore what's possible for you outside the boundaries of your current perceptions. Feel free to use this podcast to start your own conversation by sharing it with friends, on social media, in your blog, or even in your own podcast. And as always, live the adventure of pushing your own edge. It's the most amazing adventure there is.